Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Ramblers, let's get rambling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ramble with Russell, show 535 of my podcast, the home of intelligent rambling, right here on the Talk Show Network. And yes, I'm the show relatively close to the last show. Now, why is that? Well, you know, within the year, I kind of got a little behind in, in putting things out, and February is going to be a really great month for releases, so I'm trying to play catch up a little bit. As you can tell, my voice is a little better. I still have a very annoying cough, which uh, doesn't want to leave me. I'm hoping by the next show after this one, I'm even more rid of it, but but we'll see. I'm, I'm trying, folks. I'm really trying. But I got so much stuff to talk about, I, I, I need to get another show out, because I said, I'm running behind, kind of leftover from last year, and and um, some new stuff that had just came out not that long ago. So I'll play a little bit of catch-up, but hopefully you'll catch up with me. On today's show, it's a bit of, um, I guess, somewhat apocalyptic show, although there's more of that to come. I'm going to start things off from uh, with my Blu-ray movie review of a, of a new movie with Echoes <clears throat> to the Past. It is Blade Runner 2049, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video, starring Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford. Yes, Craig Hill Harrison Ford is back in another movie, <clears throat> and more on that when I talk about it. Then we go from one end of society to one slightly not as much in the future, although still a little bit. It is Zoo, season three, the third and final season of the show, courtesy of Paramount Home Entertainment. And then speaking of what old is new again, uh, the, the classic Stephen King novel It gets another reiteration with It on Blu-ray, courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Video, where Stephen King's classic takes on a whole new generation of spooky. That's all on this episode of Ramble with Russell. So I'm going to take a quick little musical interlude right up with the first review of the show. My first uh, Blu-ray movie review for this episode is Blade Runner 2049, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Video. Now, when I heard that they were going to make a sequel to Blade Runner, I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Now, this movie is set over 30 years uh, in, in movie history from when Blade Runner released. Because remember, it, although Blade Runner was released in 1982, the year in the movie was 2019. Now, of course, in the first Blade Runner movie, which is a classic piece of cinema, if you if you call yourself a geek or a nerd by any way stretch of imagination and you haven't seen the 82 Blade Runner, and I mean, there's multiple cuts of it. Uh, I'm not going to go too much over Blade Runner. I did review 
it a while back when I got these special edition uh, on the show where I had the, some director's cuts and a cool little car thing. I talked about that a while back on the show. You can look back through the archives either here at Sockshoe or at Lipson, uh, which I'll talk more about at the end of the show and find that. But I did, I'm did. i not going to go too much on the original Blade Runner, but it was the classic. So this movie is set 30 years kind of past that. And, and a lot has changed in this world, although it's pretty much a world in shit. Uh, and in the 82 version, it was kind of like a very dystopian future where ad, or billboards were everywhere, and they were like, whoa, in your face kind of billboards. In this um, in this movie, it's it's kind of like, what would happen if that society we saw kind of progressed even further down the road of ruin and, and society going crappy 30 years later? Now, in the 30 years since the first and the second movie, uh, Deckard, the character played by Richard, uh, by Harrison Ford, has kind of gone into hiding. And and replicants uh, have, have kind of become second-class citizens. They had the big you know, kind of uprising in between then and now. And, and now they're just delegated to like, well, you know, you're just a lower class of humanoid out there. The main story falls, falls the adventures of Kay, who is a, a kind of a Blade Runner. But he's a Blade Runner, Hadzi Blade Runners, which is kind of cool. And, and so that's his job. Uh, he's also joined in his, his journey by Joy, who is uh, kind of the next step, I would say, to a virtual companion. This woman is all pixels, but she's done in a way that that there's 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 a real realism to her. And I have to credit the actress uh, who plays her, uh, Anna de Damas. She really does a good job. And the technology has advanced so far that we can have an actor play a hologram and make it look real. So so Kay's only really companionship is this holographic character. So we have a holographic character having a relationship with a synthetic human. There you go. So in the movie, Kay has uh, gets sent out to retire uh, replicants. And and this in this future, the, the Tyrell... Uh, corporation who started replicants kind of uh, went out of business and and got taken over by by a new corporation that now produces these creatures if you will and um and, and that's uh played by neander wallace played by jared leto and jared leto i swear he's like the johnny depp of his generation um johnny depp who just can he really becomes a character when he does this? And I was really impressed by him as a Joker in Suicide Squad. And and he really does a good job here. He's one of those character actors, and I've read about this, where he he totally immerses himself in a role when when he becomes that role. So in this movie, Kay uh, is in the middle of 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 kind of retiring another replicant. This time played uh, more uh, Saffer Morton, played by Dave Bautista. Yeah, former WWE wrestler. Of course, we last saw him as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he'll be, of course, recurring as Drax with the Marvel um, Infinity Wars coming up. And of course, we've seen him in Bond films as well. He plays Saffer Morton, and I gotta say, Dave Bautista really impresses me as an actor. He's really growing, and I think he's going to give Dwayne. A good competition. I'd love to see those two in a movie together. It'd be cool. And what they did with 
Dave, is that they aged him in the movie. Because at first they were like, wow, we can't hire him for this part. He's too young. They said, hey, if we can de-age Patrick Stewart, then we can do the reverse to somebody else. So so, so they, they aged... Um, so they, they, they aged Batista look and make him, make him look like 20 or so years older than what he is, but, but that's cool. And, and he, he still has a pretty physical role in this. Although if you watch the outtakes, there's a scene, in the outtakes where you really get to see the ex wrestler and Batista really kind of strut his stuff. I, I liked him though. It's a small role it's still a significant one. And it just proves to me that this guy He's really doing well, and 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 I mark my words right now. At the time of this recording, I think Mr. Bautista will be a surprise entrant in the 2018 Royal Rumble. I'm calling it right now. Time of this recording, I have no idea if he's going to be or not, but I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna show up and just blow the roof off the joint. Am I gonna say he's gonna win it? No, uh, I I would be impressed, but I don't think so. But I think he's definitely gonna come back. For the Rumble, maybe stick around till Mania, and then like disappear again to to film some more movies. I bet you don't. Just I'm calling it now, wrestling fans. I, I see this coming. So he's a small role. Uh, also, Robin Wright is in this as well. We have a lot of good actors that are in this movie, and it it's very much <coughs> the, the this style. I have to say they they did a good job of kind of recreating this world. Uh, um, 30 years later, yet still making it look their own. If, if you're looking for a big kind of action blow em up movie, eh, no. Um, this isn't really one of those. Much like the, the, the first Blade Runner, it's, it's, it's a cerebral kind of role. Also, the, uh, the other main villain in this is, uh, Love, played by Sylvia Hooks. Uh, Hoax. She is she is a crazy villain in this movie and and is really right up there with Pris when I would say insane replicants. Yeah, I I'd say pretty pretty close to it just as deadly. And and so a lot of the the story is around Kay trying to track down a girl which may be the, the maybe the first naturally birthed replicant. So, and it, it's a game changer because if replicants start having babies, well, that kind of turns the tide on the replicant kind of human kind of situation there. So that's that. Harrison Ford does not come into this movie until like an hour and 45 minutes into it. So I'm warning you people, you, you hear his voice, you hear like the younger version of him, but he doesn't come on camera until well late into the movie. His scenes with Jared Lett, uh with Ryan Gosling are really good. Gosling is very good at at um quiet intensity. He does that really well. And there's a scene where where they're fighting in like um in a lounge area and all this music is playing in the background. It's 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 kind of funny. It's a unique kind of thing. <laughs> and we even have another surprise kind of appearance by another member the original Blade Runner movie. I won't say what it is, but it was kind of a neat little cameo that got thrown in there. <clears throat> I said, yeah, Leto is great in his role as just a really creepy kind of dude. Uh, overall, it, it's the, the visuals in this are as stunning as the first one. They really did a good job of building upon uh, that universe that was made 30 years ago, but still progressing it and saying, 
you know, it's pretty much the same world, just things have gotten shittier and worser, kind of thing. Uh, Violent-wise, it is pretty violent. There is there are some scenes of nudity in this, so it's not a movie to be watching with the kids. I like how they've kept a lot of the elements of the vehicles from the first movie and brought them in to this one. For extras, uh, no audio commentary, which is really disappointing because I would have <laughs> been a nice option. You do get um, a a um, nice feature on the world of Blade Runner and how they their efforts to try to make this uh, a new yet still <laughs> reference to the old film. Um, you also get um, a, um, a a featurette on the. Um, on, on on the cast and the characters and how how they were how they were hired and and what they were hired for. Although all the cast get main cast gets highlighted, but Harrison Ford, although he comments on other people, he never gets a spotlight as a character. Now the the movie is also directed by a Canadian, which is super awesome, uh, Denis Villeneuve. So we have um, a nice Canadian tie to this. Overall, <laughs> does it help to watch? The first Blade Runner. Ah, uh, to get a handle on Deckard, I guess so. Uh, it still can stand alone as an original movie. I think Gosling, once again, proves me. He's just very good at, at, at silent intensity. And so that's <coughs> cool to see him. Uh, the extras could have been a little more detailed. And I would have liked to have heard at least an audio commentary track by the director. <coughs> and, and maybe some of the stars to get a little more insight into the actual production of the movie. This is another movie, and this seems to be a trend in Hollywood, where it's like, we need everything practical, so as much practical as you can get, and it really shows, and um, I don't know, uh, we'll see how much practicalness is in the new Pandora movie when that opens the theaters <laughs> in the not-too-distant future, because the first one, <coughs> Avatar, was so CGI and so mocap. We'll We'll see if the next sequel is the same. So that is my take of Blade Runner 2049 on Blu-ray. Courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Here we go again. I kind of want to be more than friends. So take it easy on me. I'm afraid you never satisfied. Here we go again, we stick like animals, we play pretend You're just a cannibal and I'm afraid I won't get out alive No, I won't sleep tonight Oh, oh I want some more Oh, oh, what are you waiting for? Take it right of my heart tonight I'm feeling chemicals kicking in It's getting heavier I want to run and hide I want to run and hide Heaven every time You're killing me now And I won't be denied by you The animal inside of you Take a bite of my eye. 
was quiet Hush, hush, we both can't fight it It's us that made this mess Why can't you understand? Well, I won't sleep tonight Oh, I want some more Oh, what are you waiting for? Say goodbye to my heart tonight My TV show on DVD review plus episode is Zoo Season 3, the third and final season, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. Now, as I said, this is the third and final season of Zoo and what they did in the third season is they really did another time jump. Now, you know, at the end of season two of Zoo, things were not looking good for the gang. Mitch was in a really bad state. And the rest of them, things were just not really going very well. At the start of the third season, we've done a time jump. Yep, yeah, the world has moved on 10 years since the end of season two. Now, I'm not really a big fan of of TV shows when they do this. The the, the re, redo of Valsar Galactica did a time jump, and 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 that doesn't always work well with a show. And and unfortunately, Zoo suffers from what a lot of shows, kind of genre shows, suffer, and that they did a lot of changes in season three, and maybe that's why there'll never be a season four, which is a shame, but I'll get to that in a bit. And and this is you know this follows a show of a lot of shows. Airwolf made major changes in season four, didn't make it to another one. Sequest DSV made major changes to season three. There wasn't a fourth season. Um, War of the Worlds totally changed things in season two. Wasn't a third season. So you really have to be careful in TV shows, and I guess it still applies that if you completely change the dynamic of a team or the focus of a show then you're going to lose viewers, the ones that actually liked it the way it is. And from what I hear, Once Upon a Time is also taking a big risk with Season 7 and what they're doing there. So we'll see. It's really gambling in a TV show, no matter how successful it is, to completely change the setting, to completely change the cast, and then say, okay, it's see, it's still called the same show, but we've done a lot of changes. So we'll see. There are some shows, there are exceptions to that rule, of course. Shows that ran for a long time, like CSI and NCIS and LA Law and all those big shows. They had multiple ER, had multiple cast changes, but somehow they kept the core of the show the same, and that's why they land for such a long time. So it's not always a guarantee fail, but it's not always a guarantee win in the land of TV. So at the start of season three, 10 years have gone by. We're now in the year 2027 and things have gotten really crappy for the human race. The hybrids, now the animals that just had something wrong with them are now hybrids. They have kind of taken over the West Coast of North America. A huge wall has been put up to kind of say, yo animals, you stay over here. And and so it's up to Jackson Oz and his team to try to keep fighting this fight and 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 win now a uh, slight spoiler here for season two at the end of season two uh along the hybrids being released the 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 shepherds released a um uh, something in the air to cause all the human race to become sterile boop and now that's a problem too because you know no babies means human race dies out 
So they, there's that. They're fighting, too. So it's a war on many fronts. At the start of the season, much of the team has been kind of scattered to the wind in what happened in Season 2. A lot of the repercussions of Season 2 kind of hit here in Season 3. Um, we also get introduced to a brand new character called Abigail, who is the sister of Oz, and she is one mean SOB. I guarantee you, you watch this season, you'll be like, I hate her. I hate Jackson's sister. Because she is one cold-hearted snake. I'm telling you. She ain't telling lies. Uh-oh. And 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 she is the, the main kind of villain in this. Because her plan is to, like, fly my hybrids and conquer the world. And everybody else can go F themselves. And so she... She is a really mean woman. There, there are countless times where you're watching this going, why don't you die, lady? And and she is just a constant thorn in the side of the team. They still have the, the huge plane, of course, all loaded up. That comes in play a few times in this season. Uh, overall, um, it, does it help to watch the first two to watch the third? Absolutely. Because of all the stuff that goes on. Uh, once again, I get points to the cover. This time, it's a big gorilla. Uh, spooky eye. So that's kind of neat. Uh, for special features, not really a lot. We get a Season 3 sneak peek. Uh, deleted scenes. A Season 3 uh, VXX reel. And a gag reel. That's it. No behind the scenes. No audio commentary in any of these episodes. And I gotta say, without spoiling it. The the end of the third season is is one of those cliffhangers. You're like, ugh. Because this looks like they were really gutting for a fourth. And unless another network picks it up, this third season ends on a huge cliffhanger to where you're going, okay, where the do they go now with this show? So we'll see if that's ever resolved. If that is truly how the show ends and it's never picked up by another network, that is a shitty way to end a show. But but it's not the first show to end that way, and it won't be the last either. Overall, um, a fun season. We got a lot of different dynamics working, lots of crazy animals, lots of crazy situations, and a lot of tense moments. So overall, a fun season of Zoo. Would I have liked to have seen a fourth? Hell yeah! They they really set something out interesting at the end of this one. I would have liked to have seen the payoff for that. I'm still hopeful another network will pick it up. And and we'll maybe get at least a fourth and, and a better conclusion at the end of a fourth than what we got at the end of three. Uh, so that is my uh, that is my take of Zoo, the complete third and final season on DVD, courtesy of the great folks at Paramount Home Entertainment. in the software flash the message something's out there floating in the summer sky it's 99 red balloons go by
My second Blu-ray movie of the episode is It, circa 2017, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Now, of course, this is the latest Stephen King movie to uh, a book to get movie. Now, of course, this isn't the first iteration of It. Uh, It originally came out as a miniseries back in the 1992 parter starring John Ritter, uh, Harry Anderson, uh, Harry Anderson, uh, even... um, uh, uh, ah, I can't remember her name, but but uh, but she played um, Clark's Annette O'Toole. Sorry, was in it. Tim Reed was in it. So a, a bunch of famous people played the adults in the 1990s version, and it is a huge novel. I was just in a store the other day and I saw it, the paperback, and it's over a thousand pages. So there's no way you can make that into just two hour movie and give it justice. The story around it revolves around the story of Derry, a, a, a small town in Maine that Stephen King has used many times as one of the most messed up towns in America. Well, Derry has a big secret, and that secret is the entity calling itself Pennywise the Clown. This this entity has been around for centuries, and every so many years, it feeds off the children of the town, and the town just kind of lets it happen. So now in the original novel, the, 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 the part of uh, the book came out in the eighties. So the kids parts were set in the fifties because times have moved forward instead of the, the kid part being in the fifties, it's now the eighties. So we have a slight shift in, in time periods. <laughs> so the story revolves around these, these group of kids of are the losers club where they discover uh, due to the death of one of the members' brother, that there there is something stalking the town, and they're going to do something about it. And it's it's very much kids kind of facing fears, uh, but they're still kids uh, in this. Now, in the original nineteen nineties, um, it Tim Curry uh, played Pennywise, and that is a very chilling role. I haven't watched it in a while. I I do have it. I did able to pick it up recently. Uh, on Blu-ray as part of the Stephen King collection. Uh, I, I was hoping to watch it and then compare it to the new, uh, but but I remember Tim Curry's performance, and it was utterly chilling. And the only part I hated about, I still remember I hated about the original miniseries, is that the final reveal of the creature was not what I expected it to be. I expected something grandiose and filling the chamber, and the creature was the size of a good-sized horse, maybe. I thought, really? It's not how the book described it. So I'm really hoping that these movies, when part two comes out, will will do the, the final reveal some justice. I hope so. It's very bigger than a horse. Um, so so that's the kind of thing. Uh, this time around, Bill Skarsgård plays Pennywise, and, and it, it's a different type of creepy than Tim Curry. Curry did his own kind of version of super creepy. Ow. And, and Bill does too. He really, he still looks like Pennywise, but he gives it its own, his own kind of character. It's still one of the creepiest clowns. I guarantee you will ever meet in cinematic history. Now the book itself is divided into two parts. The first part is the story of the kids, how they confront this evil and then realize that, you know, <laughs> that it's kind of on a cycle. And if it comes back, then they make a blood oath saying, if it comes back, 
we're going to deal with it. So, small spoiler here, kids. The, the creature comes back. It just can't stay away. The kids do a good job of beating the hell out of it, but it takes more than that to get rid of that big a source of evil. So, uh, in the novel, it's split into two parts. first part is in battling the, 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 the creature as a kid, and then the kids age another 20-ish to 30 years and come back to town as adults to confront this creature one more final time. Now, what they've done with these new movies is the first movie here, again, is just the kids' side of it. We won't get part two and the adults confronting Pennywise until sometime, I believe, 2019. So it's a bit of a wait, and but I'm glad they're at least breaking it up into two movies because the miniseries itself combined is about three hours and change, and that's not bad for a thousand-page book. So it's nice that that if if they're gonna do with with the second movie, we're talking four hours or so of screen time. So so that will will do it justice. The first again, the first half of it is is very much, uh, you know, um, of you know kids fighting supernatural things, very much uh, kids in peril, much like a Goonies movie or or that kind of style. Now keep in mind. This is another movie that even though there are kids in it, there, there is some language that is strictly not for kids uh, to to be repeating. So keep in mind, it is a little crude and crass near the start of it. <laughs> These kids have a bit of a potty mouth uh, to them. Uh, overall, it has a, a really good feel to it. I think the, the, the house itself is just super creepy. Um, it will creep you out big time, according to Peter Travers, Rolling Stone. Yeah, uh, um, it's it is really one of the the creeper things you you can watch. Uh, for extras, you get Pennywise lives. You discover how Bill Skarsgård uh, prepared to portray for Pennywise the clown. The Losers Club. This is an up close look at the bunch of kids in this. Uh, author of Fear, a great featurette where Stephen King sits down talks about writing, and talks about his creation of it, which I wish they would do that with every Stephen King adaptation they do, and then uh, deleted and extended scenes from the film. Sadly, again, no commentary by the director or the director of Stephen King. That would have been nice to see. I'm holding out when the sequel does get released that maybe we'll get <laughs> that kind of thing more. One, one kiddo. <laughs> Overall, uh, as as truly scary as any Stephen King novelist, there are some really good creep kind of uh, gross out factor moments. So so keep that in mind. It's not for little kids to watch, and just like it is not a movie, a novel for kids to watch or read uh, either. Overall, I, I did like this this new chapter in the It saga. I thought the kids they picked really worked well together, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what's in store for uh, part number two uh, back in you know, when 2019 rolls around. So that is my take of It, circa 2017 on Blu-ray, courtesy of the great folks at Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Well, that's going to be it for this episode of the show. Hope y'all enjoyed it. As always, you can touch me in a number of ways. You can check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rambling Russ. 
R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-R-U-S-S. Tweet me, and I'll tweet you back. I appreciate all the retweets and favorites and likes I get on Twitter as well. Of course, you can check out all new episodes right here on Talk Show Network. I'm show 18411. Please check out my shows and leave a comment in the comment section. I always like to hear from my listenership. Of course, you can catch all the older shows. They're still at my original home site at Libsyn. That's HTTP, full colon, backslash, backslash, roundingrust.libsy, and is november.com. That's my original home on the internet and full of eight plus years of podcasting goodness, of interviews, reviews, celebrity guests, convention coverage. It's all right there in the early episodes. And of course, I'll be coming up to 12 years this May of doing a showcast for y'all. So that is there. And of course, you can check out my older episodes on iTunes as well under podcasts. Coming up, future episodes of the show, you'll have my Blu-ray review of Mother, probably one of the strangest movies I've seen last year. Really odd. And speaking with disasters, uh, you'll get my Blu-ray review of Geostorm, courtesy of Warner Brothers, featuring Gerard Butler and Andy Garcia, Ed Harris, and Andy Garcia as the president of the United States. A really cool action movie uh, produced by Dean Devlin, who, of course, did the Stargate movie and Independence Day, both versions of Independence Day. Uh, as well, speaking of disaster shows, I will give you my season one review of Salvation on DVD, courtesy of Paramount Home Video. Still have to get through season two of Code Black, the movie Bigsby Bear, courtesy of Sony, and also from Sony across the universe on a Blu-ray. Uh, also, in, in my back catalog, I still have to get caught up in Madam Secretary and Scorpion. So keep listening. I'll eventually get back to those shows. February is going to be a great month uh, for reviews. Got a lot of great titles coming out from Paramount, from Disney. Some really good stuff from Disney. Uh, HBO, possibly more than likely Sony. Probably some Warner Brothers in there. And of course, next month... Black Panther opens up in a theater near me, and I'm hoping to catch that movie as well, because it looks really terrific. And and it, hopefully some lead-up into Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War, coming out later this year. So that's all coming up on future episodes of Ramble Russell. I'm hoping by next show, I'll, I'll be even better. I will shake this dang virus uh, hopefully soon. And be back to normal. The new show might appear in a week from now, at the very, very least two weeks. I'm trying to get a little more regular, a little more cut up for 2018, uh, just because I'm not sick anymore. So bear with me. I appreciate all your listenership, all the retweets and favorites and likes. And we'll catch you next time right here on Rambled Russell. Keep in mind, too, I still, still have two copies to give away of. Vice Principals Season 2. Uh, whenever uh, to, to give away. All you have to do is answer a trivia question, which I have mentioned on previous episodes of the show. First people who gives me answers to that trivia question, the first people who tweet me or DM me on Twitter, you'll win uh, two, two copies of those uh, copies of Season 2 of Vice Principals. Uh, first come, first serve. So that is still out there for anybody who wants to claim it. That is it for me. I am done enough talking. I need to rest my voice some more. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Ramble Russell. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.